You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. Now today I have a great friend of mine by the name of Peter Vu, and he is an incredible human being. He has just launched his Six Months to Six Figures book, and I know he's working on his next book as well, which we're going to go into throughout this interview. Uh, Peter has gone from dead broke to six figures in multiple industries, so he hasn't just done it once, he's done it over and over again. And Peter has trained over 4,500 entrepreneurs and built eight million dollar sales organization by the age of 27 so peter i'm excited to have you on the line man Uh, i'm ready to pick your brain i'm ready to bounce back and forth i think this is going to be a great conversation i appreciate it joel and i'm excited to be with you as well i love what you're doing and the impact you're making and uh as long as we keep playing our part and shifting our culture man maybe the society has a chance huh (laughs) oh i believe that man i believe it 100 percent now you know this is interesting because a lot of the addicted to success uh audience is around your age bracket, I feel like, anywhere between kind of like 18 to 35, uh, we have a massive following in that area. And we were just talking about this before the interview where, you know, I was saying it's great that you've released this book, Six Months to Six Figures, because six figures seems very realistic for a lot of Gen Ys that are stepping into the game. You know, you, they hear the, you know, uh, make a million dollars in a year, and it might scare quite a lot of people if they haven't built the confidence to achieve success first. So how do we go about you know, going from dead broke or just coming out of college or just coming out of like a, a part-time $10 an hour job to making six figures in six months? Good question. And it is, it's dissectable, Joel, to where it's easy. To, now, if you've never made six figures, of course, it's hard to grasp. But the reality is it's never became easier in the last couple of years with entrepreneurship and technology and the resources and information to really make that. So people need to understand it's not that difficult if you get around other people that are already doing it, right? Which is what you do, what we do. And when I was younger and I was broke and stressed and struggling, Joel, guess what? Everybody around me was also broke and stressed and struggling, but some of them were okay with it. So I was like, well, it's not that bad. But then I had to wake up and realize this is not what I'm made to do. It's not about just the money. It's about getting out of where you are and making sure you become the best at what you do so you can inspire others. So really the first step for me, I, I was I was stressed out. I was discouraged. And the problem was, Joel, I was working 60 hours a week and not getting the results I wanted. So traditionally our society says, okay, if you're not getting the results, work harder. So I went up to 70 hours a week, same results. I work, went up to 80. So I thought the answer was working harder. But the reality is it's not at all. It's not even about working smarter. It's about working right. So I realized that I needed to get around the right people. So the defining moment for me was I was sick and tired and I was so frustrated with not getting results that I had to change. So I I relentlessly went on a study, Joel, to, to study the best of the best. And I heard a quote that changed the game for me that I'll never forget. And it was, if you want to be a millionaire, talk to billionaires, you'll get there quicker. And I said, oh my gosh. I'm not talking to anybody that's success-minded, and I'm being okay with mediocrity. So the first step, really, to six months to six figures, Joel, is to get crystal clear and gain absolute clarity on who you are, who you're not, and really who you need. 
So I had to figure out what was important to me. And what was important to me was success, was being able to make people proud, was being able to thrive and have flexibility and have freedom. So I made the definite decision never to be broke again. So I, I don't think people make that first decision, Joel. They say they don't want to be broke and they say they want to succeed, but it's not the definite, no matter what, burn the bridges decision to gain clarity on what they need to do to get out of it. And I'm sure you've talked to entrepreneurs who are struggling and you don't even feel like they want it bad enough. Have you seen that in younger entrepreneurs? They say things, but yeah. the action's different. Yeah, so, carry on, man. I like this. I like this. You're really breaking it down. And this is a truth for sure, for, especially for a lot of young entrepreneurs. I think that... um. They think that just reading the books is really what's going to work, and that's not, it's not true. It's applying it too, right? Oh, you have to have here, – here's the, here's the issue. It's easy to read information and absorb information and read books and listen to videos and articles. It's easy, so everyone does it. Now people are addicted to information but not implementation, which is why they get stressed out and overwhelmed when they need to start being addicted to execution which is very a small percentage of entrepreneurs are addicted to execution. That's the key. So with all this information out there, Joel, so I actually got introduced to personal development. So I bought every course, every study. I, I looked at every possible book I could on success. Then I got overwhelmed and I couldn't take any action. I was paralyzed. So I had to really figure out what was important to me and the exact goal I wanted to hit in six months to gain clarity on what to study so I could focus on mastery versus overload. So the first step is getting clear on what you want. Where do you want to go in six months? I made a date. I put a date in my calendar six months from that day I was broke that I'm not going to be broke again. I didn't know I was going to make six figures, but I just knew I was never going to be broke again and I wanted to get out of that. So the first step is clarity, making sure it's real, making a date. And then I made my top five for the next six months. So once you figure out what's important to you, Joel, whether it's flexibility, whether it's freedom, whether it's income, whether it's uh, security, whether it's health, adventure, you got to define what's most important to you so you can build your business around your lifestyle, not the other way around. Right. So what's the big five for the next six months? What are your top three goals for the next 90 days? And then breaking them down even further, Joel, to where it's, okay, top three for this next month, top three for month two, and top three for month three. And if you can just break it down into weekly action steps that are congruent to the 90-day and congruent to the six-month, that's the first step. But you have to stack enough reasons to not be broke anymore or to get to six figures. And you could even do this. I work with a lot of young entrepreneurs that are already making six figures. Now their goal is seven. You can do the same thing, but you got to get clear on what's going to get you to the seven. So, and stop me if you have any questions, but I think it's reverse engineering. So I had to reverse engineer back. Okay, what was my ideal outcome? How big was my team going to be? Who did I need on my team? What were the ex feelings I was going to experiment and in, in experience in six months? And I had to focus on that end result, Joel, so much that it pulled me out of the current challenge. So that's really the first step. Now, the next step is crucial. It's elevating your circle of influence. So once you get out of that rut you're in and you start to focus on what you want and what your values are and what you're best at, then you have to make a list of the top five or ten doing what you're already doing in your industry. People that already have the results you want and people that already have the lifestyle that you're striving for. So I wrote down who I spent the most time with and how they were affecting me and, and my actions and how they were affecting my thinking and standards and I realized that I was the average of the five people I was around. And the reality is, if you hang out with five intelligent people, you're going to be the sixth. 
if you hang out with five millionaires, you're going to eventually be the six. It's inevitable. But if you hang out with five idiots, you tell me what's going to happen, <laughs> right? So what I challenge people to do is reach out to the top five people in their industry already getting the success they want. And you need to make them, it's called a make it or break it list. And this really was a game changer for me, Joel. I made a list of my top five growth friends and my top five maintenance friends to where the people that challenged me, that held me to higher standards, that played the game at a higher level, that held me accountable versus let me off the hook. Then everyone has maintenance friends where you kind of have to hang out with them. You've known them since high school. We were just talking about Grant Cardone and he, he talked about it to my academy, to my uh, members. He said, if you still have the friends you had in high school, you're not growing. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> And, and it's true in a way. It's like, and he doesn't care what people think. Some people are like, well, uh, I've, I've known them for so long. They're still close. If they're not growing like you are, what are you doing? The, the second you get around people that are playing the game at a higher level, it's going to, oh my gosh, it's, it's such a, it's a weight off your shoulders because they're, they have the same vision and same goals and ambitions as you. And when you hang out with people that are pulling you down, it's stressful, especially with negativity and excuses. It's contagious. So that's the second step. And did you have a point in your life, let me flip it on you, where you started to elevate your circle of influence and what did it do to your standards when that happened? Yeah, I can say 100% myself. I mean, I'm sure the listeners can too. Everyone probably has that uh, point in their life. At some some point in time, maybe it was uh, going through you know, school, college, high school, whatever, breaking out into the world. For me, man, I really started noticing a massive disconnect in my social groups when I started educating myself, and you know, my friends started saying, well, "Why are you sharing quotes? And why are you? What? Who are you to share advice with others? It's crazy that uh, you know, people can't see the vision. So you've really got to align yourself with people that see the bigger picture and see the vision as well." Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And it's tough. And people say, "Well, so I have to get rid of some of my old friends?" And the answer is yes. If you're serious, I mean, remember. 5% are actually serious. So you you tell me if you want to be serious, you got to take the right action. Most people want level 9, level 10 success, level 10 income, but their habits are level 6. Or they want level 10 success financially, but they're hanging out with level 2 people financially. Mm -hmm. And you're living if you live incongruently, you'll always be stressed. Always. So you have to make sure you're around successful people, young millionaires, people that have the attributes that you want right? The urgency that you want. They have the elevated influence because behind every young millionaire, you're going to find an educated and wise mentor, right? They're always maximizing their strengths. They're not trading time for money. They don't worry what others think of them. So when you're around those people, those habits tend to rub off on you. So that's the next step is you have to elevate your circle of influence. So for me, I reached out and I only connected with people, Joel, that were getting the success I wanted. I wanted to go for a million dollars plus in sales that year, which had never been done in the time I wanted to do it. But guess who else I was connected with? Everybody I was talking to already did the million. So I reached out to them and I was able to cut my learning curve in half because yes, successful people learn from the mistakes like all entrepreneurs do, but those wanting world-class results learn from others' mistakes and then they cut their learning curve in half so they don't have to make the same ones and they can speed up the process. It's called the speed of implementation. Right? And that's what I try to do with everything I do is make intelligent, strategic decisions of who I'm connecting with, copy genius, get the best information, and then speed up the implementation and trial and error it to where if it doesn't work fine, you can experiment. Most people want perfection. Oh, perfection is going to cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'll tell you that. You want experiments, not perfection. So let's go into the third. 
The third one is you have to really elevate your confidence account. Everybody inside them, Joel has what's called a confidence account and everything they've accomplished up to this point or lack of accomplishments is because of that account. And here's the scary thing. You're either helping or hurting your confidence at all times. There's no in between. And I realized that I didn't have the confidence and if you don't have confidence, you're always going to find a way to lose. Always. So all these entrepreneurs have ambition and they're excited, but when it really comes down to it, they're lacking in the confidence or the certainty. And you need to find ways to increase that certainty because there is none in entrepreneurship, right? When you leave a corporate job that's cushy and, and that you get the same amount of pay every week, it's tough to do that because there's not certainty, but you need to increase your certainty and confidence as an entrepreneur by doing your due diligence, by researching that industry, by reaching out to people that have already done it and by following through on your word, right? One of the biggest confidence boosters is yes, getting results, but B, it's developing an identity with yourself that whatever you say, your actions follow, period. And to be honest, Joe, I got sick of people in my previous company talking about how they were gonna do a certain amount of sales year after year and they never followed through. Not that it's, not that it's about the result, but it's just, it, it got draining. It's like, I'm gonna do this. Well, you didn't do, what was your goal last year? This, what'd you do? This. Jesus, no one's hitting their goal. So I'm this young kid, like shit, I'm hitting my goal no matter what because I'm not going to be another person that just talks because you can't build reputations of what you're going to do. So I made a decision that year, I'm going to go all out and I was able to hit that million, but it was because this formula. So I, I did everything I could to elevate my confidence account. I made sure I, I stayed consistent. I had the right perspective on challenges and I made sure that I was making the right choices in the moment. Because think about it, Joel. Every choice you make really makes you. Are you going to get up early tomorrow or are you going to sleep in? Are you going to eat the salad or the french fries? Are you going to read your book or are you going to go out and party? And sadly, most people, especially young entrepreneurs, don't realize how their choices make them. And every choice they make elevates their confidence account or decreases it. And what I was doing previous to making six figures at a young age was I was making excuses. I would talk a lot but not follow through and I would get overwhelmed and everything I did was it was lacking confidence and I realized that I had to elevate that. So after I shifted my circle of influence, I elevated my confidence account as well and that was a big, big game changer for me. So I challenge people, what choices do you need to make right now that will immediately increase your confidence? What challenges have made you stronger and sharpen your perspective the last couple of months to where you have a better perspective to take action next? And what three, what I ask myself is what are the lessons that, that I've learned um, thus far up in my life that really helped me shape who I was? And that really gave me clarity on kind of where I was going as well. And do you feel the times, Joel, where you've had the lack of confidence and the times you have confidence and the different results you've gotten? It's mind blowing when you really think about it. Mm. Yeah, I think it's ha having the certainty in yourself. And the thing is as well, a lot of it comes from belief. So the more you learn and the more clear you are on where you're headed, I think that you start creating these reference points over time and it builds a certainty. You're like, I can do this. I, I really believe that the core key element of success starts with your belief. Oh, 100%. And, and, and you know, sometimes, like you said earlier, you've got to get out there and experiment to know what, what is working and what's not. And you are at any given point in time, either moving towards or away from success. That's so, it. Yeah. And, and I, I've so learned, good. and you've connected with, I've learned from Tony Robbins too, when you have the belief, if your belief's low, you're going to take low action 
and you're going to get low results and you're going to reinforce to yourself, oh, I knew I shouldn't have took action. I knew I shouldn't have tried for that. Where the opposite, if you have belief, if you get, if you think about how much potential you really have, I don't want to sound cliche, but the reality is, I mean, we have, there's 16 year olds making millions of dollars. Like the potential is endless when it comes to entrepreneurship and mm -hmm. with the technology and with the tools you provide and I provide, it's, it's unbelievable. Anyone can make six figures if they really get the right strategies and the right people around them. But when you have that belief, Joel, like you said, then you take bigger action, you get bigger results, and then you reinforce, ah, I knew I was a badass. And then you take bigger action. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense, man. So that's huge. I'm glad we're on the same page there as well. So, so that's the next step is, is just increasing your confidence account. And one of the biggest, I do want to share this because it's something that really helped me. Most people are basing things off their feelings. So if they don't feel like doing something, if they don't feel like writing in their book, if they don't feel like reaching out to somebody, they don't do it. And they take the action not to do it. And usually that's the 95% of society that's struggling. And, and sadly, 71% of people right now, Joel, are hating what they do and they're disengaged at work. 60, I think it's 65% of college graduates cannot find work after they go in debt 40 to 100 grand. And, and wow. it's scary. And the price of college is going up 27% per year while the average income a student makes is at an all-time low. And only 2% of people in society are financially stable at age 65. And it's, it's one of the reasons is the feelings train. So if you want to be successful, flip it around. Make the decision first. Regardless of how you feel, take the action because you said you would. If you don't feel like working out, who cares? Make the decision and Take the action and you're going to feel amazing afterwards. So one of the biggest confidence boosters is doing what you should versus what you feel. And by, behind every feeling is nothing and behind every principle and value is a promise. So start basing things off values and standards and goals versus feelings and circumstances and, and current situations. I think that's a huge key. Yeah, that's great. That's that's great advice. And just going back to you, you know, you were mentioning earlier to write things down. Man, I coach hundreds of people each month, and I find that most people don't write things down. We're being told from a young age to write things down, and when I really get down to the core of it, most people uh, have excuses, every excuse under the sun, why they haven't ri even written their vision plan down, their goals, or that they haven't got clear on what's painful to them or pleasurable for them or they haven't even reverse engineered on paper. I mean, mm -hmm. it's so simple, so easy, so straightforward, but a small, small percentage would have written it down and then made it happen. Exactly. And they don't want it bad enough. That's the thing, sadly. But So here's what, what they have to understand. If anyone's listening that that isn't writing it down or is not getting the success they want and you don't want it bad enough, then you have to be okay with being broke and eating at Wendy's. It's not bad to be broke and stressed out if you're okay with it. But you can't say you want one thing and take the action another way and then be mad why you don't have success. If you're not listening to what you're saying with who you're coaching and then they're complaining about having no money, that's, that's incongruent. Mm. Does that make sense? So I see it yeah. as a teeter-totter and it's like as your excuses go up, the bank account goes down. <laughs> I, I, you, like you have to choose. Do you want excuses or do you want income? because you can't have both. It's like excuses or results. And sadly, and I try to change this, but it's hard. Most people want excuses because it it's, feels better. It's easier. 
and they don't want to push themselves. So you got to write down your goals and write down what's important to you and put it on a one-page plan where you have your goals, your reasons, your top five and your values on one page and look at that thing daily. Let that guide you, not your current circumstances. And you're right though, Joel, most people don't want it bad enough and you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink it. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. Look, I I love the uh, content you're sharing. There's a lot of value in this, and I, you know, we're only like maybe only twenty minutes in. <laughs> you I love it a lot. So, you no, know, look, this is this has been great, man. I really appreciate it. I do remember hearing, I may have been in another interview with you, that you said that you you went into the trenches, right, and you studied hundreds of incredibly successful entrepreneurs uh, when you when you first started your business ventures. Who would you say was the most inspiring to you at that point in time? Like, what did you learn from from you know researching and studying these incredible people? <clears throat> Good question. Um, who? There's been a lot. I mean, I had a mentor in my previous job that that left that job and is doing big things uh, named Isaac Tolpin, who was a huge influence. Taught me how to think different and take one of the biggest things I got from him, Joel, was to take very very few opinions and be careful who you take advice from. And I was 22, 23. And I was 20 or 21 when I first met him. And he also taught me to not fear people. Never, the more you fear people, the less effective you are as a leader. And that was a game changer for me when I was running my organization, training 5,000 uh, people was not to fear people. Don't be afraid to lose people. Always stay congruent to who you are. That was huge. But when I uh, really got into entrepreneurship, I was very lucky, Joel, to have a, a deep conversation with Gary Vaynerchuk. I never forget, he was at the airport and, and we talked for probably 40, 45 minutes and I was asking him all kinds of questions and I wasn't fully getting what he was saying. Um, he was telling me the importance of legacy over currency and, and reverse engineering and figuring out other companies' weaknesses before you focus on your strengths. And I remember wanting to, I was writing everything down and I remember not understanding what he was saying. He knew that. He was like, I'm not getting off the phone so you understand what I'm saying. I'm like, whoa, this guy's intense. I didn't really know a ton about him, but he was... It was, I was so lucky to have him as, as an early mentor to teach me the power of reverse engineering and knowing the ideal outcome and, and reversing from that and making sure that you're giving, 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 and then asking versus just asking for something like sadly most entrepreneurs do. So Vaynerchuk was one. Um, MJ DeMarco was big for me. I read his book and I've connected with him numerous times and he spoke to my academy members. He's the one that wrote uh, The Millionaire Fastlane. Yeah. He really taught me the power of leveraging and scaling my business and not trading time for money and making sure that my market is like a – it's worldwide versus just like a small portion. Like a mom and pop shop only has impact in one town. When you go online, when you scale your business, you want it to scale worldwide. So you're doing things now to create more free time for your future. That's a big one. And then Jordan Weirs, who uh, became a multimillionaire when he was 21, he was my, my second real mentor. And he was the one, Joel, and if I'm just going to get real, people know this story, but I, had, I was making a good six figures at a very young age. And I had a good amount saved, less than a quarter million saved, but more than, than 150000 And I was 22, and I had that saved in my bank account, in my debit account. And I'm thinking I'm on top of the world, Joel. I'm like, oh, I got... 200 grand saved and I have this much coming in. I'm, I'm, I'm only 20, 22 or 23. And he starts mentoring. He goes, what are you talking about? That, that's not much money. I had seven figures your age. That's not much if you want to invest and build a portfolio and build your net worth and invest in properties. I'm like, oh. So I don't even know if I would have been as ambitious as I was, Joel, if I didn't have him 
to raise my standards. Because think about talking to other 22 year olds that can't even rub two pennies together or they're making 15 bucks an hour and they're proud. I would have been like, wow, I'm on top of the world. But he kind of pushed me back down to reality and helped me make a plan that's congruent to what I wanted in the future and made me think about the future versus just in the moment. So those are the ones that made the big, of course, Grant Cardone, um, he just taught me how to be crazy and, and scream on the microphone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> how to really brand that. myself and be everywhere and, and welcome the haters and stuff like that. So I, I've, I've learned from quite a bit of people, um, but those are the ones that have made kind of the biggest impact. Of course, my mom and dad, they're very entrepreneur focused. My mom's done real estate for 20 years and, and, and she always put family first. So there's things that I've learned from different people, but I try to take a little from here and there and always try to learn and grow. And I, I try to have uh, small mouth, big ears, and big eyes um, with everything I do. And Kevin Eastman taught me that, um, which is the president of the LA Clippers vice president. And he is a great guy and he's taught me a lot as well. So I, I mean, I could keep naming people, Joel, to be honest, but I'm going to simplify just to those people. <laughs> Look, man, they're great lines of advice right there. I think that, uh, you know, you're. I wouldn't say lucky, but uh, fortunate, and I'm sure that you know that you're blessed to be at the age that you're at now. What are you, 20, 28, 27, 28? Uh, I will tell you afterwards, but I keep people guessing. No one knows. Actually, just close <laughs> friends, so I'm not saying anything. Oh, that's great, man. I love that. I love that. Look, you uh, mentioned that you were making you know, solid income around 21, 22 years old. What were you doing around that time? So I was in direct sales. So I was I built a sales team. It was a physical sales team in an office, and we marketed a product. So have you heard of Cutco Cutlery? No. I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I marketed that. So I built a sales team up in the Seattle area, and and uh, that's what I was doing then. But my first business was an eBay business that did really well when I was 15. Um, so I made money doing that, and then I got into a sales position, worked my way up to being a a district manager running an organization, and that's when it was kind of endless possibilities for me to build a sales team and scale out. But what was crazy is I built the income up to a great six figures and I was working 80 hours. So I got stressed out and I started studying productivity and I simplified to where I was building a sales team. I had the right systems and foundation in place to where I was able to double my results and scale back to 20 or 25 hours a week. And that's when I made the jump to start my own brand and business and, and go online and travel and speak and, and write my book and stuff like that. So I left a pretty good six-figure income to um, do my own thing. So it was, it was exciting. Yeah, no, that's bold of you, man. Good on you for that. So what advice would you share for young millennials that have a bit of money uh, what can they do with that money? What would you advise them on doing? I mean, I know what's your opinion, your experience, but like what would be your advice based off what you know now? Who? yeah, there's, to be honest, I would spend a certain amount of money taking people out to lunch or breakfast or coffee that already have the results you want. I would find a way to look for role models and get around people that you can connect with that can elevate your thinking. And I'll tell you, if you really want to do what seven and eight figure earners do, they spend their money on a couple different things. One, they spend their money on themselves, of course, investing in themselves, being in high level masterminds and seminars, things like that. They also invest in their business. They spend a lot of money in their business, testing and, and evaluating things and marketing and stuff like that. Then they also spend money, Joel, in assets that make their money work for them, whether it's investment properties, multifamily, uh, 
different companies, angel investing, membership sites, whatever. So those are a couple ideas. But I would, if I had $100 and that's it and I was 18 again, I would spend all $100 taking people out to lunch that had the results I wanted, period. Mm, Nothing I like else. That. I yeah, like that. that. That's what I would do. And I think from there, I would get more clarity. I would develop connections and I would start raising my standards. And when you want it bad enough, you will be resourceful because resourcefulness is the ultimate resource as far as you're going to be resourceful if you have to be, right? And if I was going to talk to young entrepreneurs, man, I would tell them it's worth it. It's not easy, but it's worth it. The bigger the goals you set as an entrepreneur, the bigger the challenges, but the bigger the rewards and the tougher the journey, right? And if yeah. becoming an entrepreneur was easy, everybody would be doing it and be it wouldn't be worth much. So the moment you pursue it, obstacles will show up and they're there to test your character to see if you're serious about becoming an entrepreneur. But like I tried to do and finally I'm doing now at a high level, you gotta focus on the rewards on the other side of the struggle and visualize how good it's gonna feel being your own boss, controlling your schedule, inspiring people and creating financial freedom. But chaos is guaranteed as you know, Joel, you've experienced it. Chaos is guaranteed when you strive for greatness in what you do. But it's important that you accept it versus fight it and uh, I think entrepreneurship should be experienced by everybody, but it's just how bad do you want it? And, and it's figuring out what you want and figuring out what you're willing to give up to get what you want. And I think that's the biggest key. And I talk about it in the last chapter of my book, Six Months to Six Figures, uh, now matters. The number one reason people don't succeed at a high level is they never tell themselves now matters. They live on someday I'll, someday I'll be successful, Some not right now, but next year when this certain thing happens. And if you, if you study young millionaires and young six-figure earners, they have massive urgency to take action yesterday. So after this, this interview, take action. Write down your goals. Write down your mission. And then write down the action steps you're going to take to get there. And that's how you start developing confidence and building big momentum. Yes. Yes. You're right on, man. You're right on. Look, dude, how amazing is that feeling when you do leave a day job, when you get out of that nine to five, when you're making uh, residual income or you're, you're making that income that's like solely you, like self-employed or business owner, that feeling that you have when you know that you no longer have a boss on your back or somebody looking over your shoulder, I think it's really hard to, to go back to that. I, I couldn't imagine myself There's going no better back feeling. to a day job. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's the thing, right? Like, it's scary at first, but once you get into it, I think you do realize that, like, you know, I don't want to go back to a day job. I I mean, I'm sure there's stories out there, but I don't, I haven't heard any yet of somebody that has left and, uh, you know, gone back to a day job. And oh, gone, no. You know, running a no one that's done it right has ever done that. That doesn't make logical yeah. sense. Yeah. It's like making a million. Ah, I'm going to go back to making like 100K. <laughs> it's just a validation for mediocrity when the reality is anyone that does entrepreneurship right, it, it's, it's a game changer. There's no, there's no better life. I think the purpose of life is to live life on your terms, doing what you want, when you want, wherever you want, while you're impacting people. Right, there's nothing better than that. You're think about you. You're going to where are you going tomorrow? I can't even pronounce it. Uh, yeah, flying out to <laughs> Positano in Italy. I love it, man. That's exciting. You're always traveling. I'm always traveling. So it's fun to be able to impact people while you're traveling because, like you do, I'm sure you get inspiration from traveling and people that don't travel much. It's, oh, you got to broaden your horizons and expand them because it, it's yeah. such an inspiration. You get a lot of productivity and rejuvenation when you travel. Yeah, yeah, you do, you do. And look, it's good to disconnect from time to time too. 
oh, yeah. build your business to a point where it also has its own legs and you have a team that runs it. So that way you can unplug, even if it's for a couple of days, everyone needs it. They really do. I think for me, I found it's been great for my productivity because I can recalibrate and come back to it you know, with 10 times the power because I've given myself a chance, uh, you know, my mind a chance to catch up with my body. Oh, 100. And I used to, Joe. I used to when I was younger, like, no, I'm not taking no days off. I'm working all day, every day. And you get burnt out. So the answer really is taking a mini vacation every seven days, a small one, and then taking maybe one big one per month or per every two months if you can. Certain, obviously, industries might not allow that right now. But when you're an entrepreneur, you need to rejuvenate yourself to where you get creativity back and you don't get that if you consistently work. Even when I work, I do my, my hour morning routine. I call it the prize fighter routine. And then I work 90 minutes straight with no distractions, very zeroed in and focused on the highest value activity. And then I take a 20, 30 minute break. I rejuvenate, I kind of relax, take a walk around the block, jump in the pool. And then I come back, then I work for 90 minutes straight with no distractions, no phone on the highest value, most important activity. And that's how I'm able to get so much done. So you're so right about taking a break. It's, it's proven. There's been science proven that you need to take breaks in order to really be at the peak of productivity and achievement. Yeah, yeah. Hey, on a funny note, uh, I was speaking to Grant Cardone last week, and we're talking about burnout and exhaustion. And he's like, I had somebody ask me the other day, dude, are you burnout? And he's like, he's like, burnout? What am I? I ain't a candle. <laughs> And he said something like, he's like, balance? He's like, save that for the gymnast. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe he's in balance either. I don't know what you believe. But to be honest, it's more about harmony. Like, I don't like coming home and then separating where it's like after your five o'clock job ends. Oh, it's all family. No work. What's, I want to be so excited and passionate that I talk to people about what I'm doing afterwards. I'm networking. So it's harmonizing everything versus a balance. Yeah, if you want a balance, you definitely... Go, go get a nine to five at the mall. There, there's balance right there, right? <laughs> so the reality is he's right. There's no balance. I've never heard the ballerina and only Grant could come up with that. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this guy's crazy, man. Pulse I love it, man. <laughs> cool. Stuff. But so, uh, you know, talking about six figures and the opportunities that are out there now for the younger generation because I'm part of, uh, you know, a, a few different opportunities that are out and about. And when I tell my parents or my grandparents about, they, they can't believe it. They're like, what? <laughs> because they're from the industrial age, you know, we're yep. in the information age, we're moving into the kind of the spiritual age as well and that with the future. So, look, I, I think there's a lot of opportunities out there, but, you know, through your research and through your experience so far, what opportunities do you feel are great or great opportunity for young millennials right now that they can take advantage of? I think, to be honest, sales is always one of the best avenues as far as getting behind uh, a brand that you believe in and selling and being around their people that are making it happen, I think is a good opportunity. There's a lot of different sales uh, companies, whether it's real estate, whether it's, it's selling products, sales is a great way to go out and really figure out who you are and, and get mental toughness. Um, to be honest, I'm really big on creating your ideal business and lifestyle, not joining. I'm big on creating it. So thinking about what your strong skill is, thinking about what you're passionate about, what you can get results with, and then mixing it right with what you want to solve a problem about. So how do I say this? Figure out your strong skill, mix it with your passion, and solve a problem people care about. There's so many ways to make money online and offline that if you just figure out what's, what's ideal for you, Joel, if, if kids could just figure out their strengths, 
connect with people that are doing what they like doing and are good at, and you just figure out what's ideal to you as far as values, money is important, lifestyle is important, flexibility is important, and believing in what I'm doing is important, you can create whatever you want. And there's a lot of programs out there that teach people how to create their own brand and branch off from there. So I'm really big, I don't know what other people say, I'm really big on creating your ideal business and lifestyle based on what you want, based on who you are, versus trying to find one or trying to fit into a box of an of a industry that might not be thriving like you want to be if you were on your own. So find people that are doing it, go work for them. I would work for people that are high level and then sell their stuff or, or get around them and see what they did to become successful. Then I would eventually branch off because it's tough to build other people's dreams. You know what I mean? And when you're working hard and, and you're building someone else's dream, eventually it's kind of burnout. You get burnout. So mm-hmm. having your own and building your own dream team is, is pretty inspiring. So that, that's, that's my answer. I would figure out a way to create your own ideal uh, business that serves people that you want to serve and obviously is monetizable, makes money and allows you to live your values. Yeah, that's great, man. And also the very cliche saying of like, you know, don't just do it for the money. I think it's it's so true, man. I, uh, I have people that reach out to me. They want to start a website. They want it to be successful and this and that. And, and I ask them, what are you going to blog about? What are you going to write about? And they, they don't even have a clue, man. They just want to start a website to make money. And that just scares me, man. <laughs> well, they, they, those almost never last. People that just chase the money end up missing it, right? So you got to chase the impact. If you want to make a million dollars, go impact a million people, period. Go get more valuable. You get paid for the value that you're bringing to other people. And if you're not very valuable, you're not going to make much money. I don't know what to tell you. So you got to figure out ways to become more valuable. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you can figure out ways to become more valuable, right? Um, I mean, I have a lot that I've, I've came up with, like, expertise, your skill, being more productive, being efficient, um, your organization, multiplication skills, relationships, uh, reputation, seeing things others can't see, your attitude, personality. I mean, all kinds of things, how you speak. But the reality is you have to figure out how to become more valuable to the people that you care about that you want to help. And when you can do that and you get around people that have done it and you can cut your learning curve in half and you're not as afraid to spend money, there's no limits to what you can or can't do, really. Yeah, no limits at all, man. No limits. So you're working on your next book right now. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I took – so I got – it's funny. Everything I do is kind of based off what people want and what they've told me about. And I get hundreds if not thousands of emails now in the last six or seven months since six months to six figures came out like with great feedback and saying, I, I wish you would have talked about this too and what are your biggest things you've learned and what are the issues with entrepreneurs? So I created a book. It's called The Entrepreneur's Blueprint to Massive Success. And it's creating how to create a lifestyle uh, while doing business on your terms. Kind of what we talked about today. And it just gives the 30 most powerful lessons, Joel, that, that I've ever learned as an entrepreneur that I think you need to know in order to thrive in this new economy. And it, it's relevant to what works now, not 37 years ago. Right? It's the skills needed to thrive. So that's really what it's about. And, and uh I think people have grown up trying to fit in instead of stand out and we get reprimanded for for speaking out or for acting different in school and in the amazing news is it's the exact opposite in entrepreneurship right differentiating yourself and being different and being unique is the best way to separate yourself from the herd and be successful so that's what I've done is I've taken the most powerful lessons I've, I've learned in the last 11 or 12 years and kind of simplified them into a blueprint for every entrepreneur, leader, or sales professional to where it's in tactical form, where they can 
apply it and see results, then they can teach it to someone else. It's, it's an actionable format as well. So yeah, I mean, they, and I'm giving away uh, some free copies as well. The Entrepreneur um, Breakthrough.com, they can get a free copy for, for people that are listening for you. And I'm giving away my free blueprint, uh, productivity blueprint, as well as a couple um, calls that I did live for my academy. Um, I believe one on productivity and I'm giving I, – I did an amazing call with Grant and one with MJ DeMarco and some others. So they get some great bonuses as well. And and I think it, it – I mean for me, I want to shift our culture forward. I want to help people cut their learning curve in half and become thriving entrepreneurs. And I feel like some schools aren't doing it. Sadly, parents aren't doing it. Teachers aren't doing it. Some coaches aren't doing it. So I feel like they need people like me and you who have really invested in, in not only themselves but into studying – relentlessly about entrepreneurship and what works and what doesn't and interviewing thousands of people and giving it to them in an actionable format where they can focus on mastery versus getting overloaded. So that's kind of what it is. If you have any questions, that's fine. I want it to be more of a movement than just a book. Oh, you're a legend, mate. Thank you so much for sharing that with the audience. I know they're going to love it too. So Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. And thanks for what you do as well, man. I love what you're doing and the people you're impacting. And uh, it's exciting. I mean, it's fun to do what we do because when we put out a new piece of content, we know people are going to love it and it's going to change lives. And that's exciting. It's fun. Yeah, they soak it up, man. They really do. And there's a there's a formula, I think, really behind inspiration. People love feeling inspired. I just worry mm -hmm. that they don't take the action. <laughs> So uh, yeah, that's a scary. Well, here, here I'll, I'll end action. with this. I'll end with this. Habits trump inspiration. I think the listeners will really get some value. Inspiration is needed to create consistent action, but your habits are going to define you and your success. Period. And it's been said after seminars and after listening to podcasts, even after listening to this audio, only five percent actually use what they learned. And here's why. It's because inspiration is very short term and it feels good in the moment, but it doesn't last past the activity producing it. So mm -hmm. the biggest inspiration of all is seeing progress and results, which comes from new habits and execution. So when you begin to form a new habit based on what you've learned today, stick to it and once you see the change, you're going to get the motivation you need to continue taking action. And great entrepreneurs focus on behavior and habits more than thought or action. Thinking is important, Joel, but the doing is crucial. So I'm glad you brought that up. Inspiration's great, but if you can translate that into habits and implementation and then stay the course, that's where the transformation happens. And I really hope people get that because it's so crucial. Yeah, and I think consistency is unsexy, right? Oh, yeah, it's but not, it's yeah, so, for sure. So crucial. I'd say a majority of my success has come from the consistent uh, daily actions that I've taken to get there. And it's not, dude, you hear people all the time, what is the secret to the success? And uh, I didn't even ask those questions to anyone I'm interviewing because I know that it's going to be like, you've got to just do the work each and every 100%. day consistently. Yeah. People don't want to hear, they want to hear the little, the little ninja trick. Well, you wake up at 4 a.m. and then you call this person, then you join this program, <laughs> and then all of a sudden there's a million dollars in your front door. That's what they want to hear, sadly. Yeah. But the reality is you got to get out there and hustle your ass off on the right opportunities and do it day in and day out and make sure you're doing things now that create free time in your future so you can create scalability and build a lifestyle. And that's it in a nutshell. Yep. So I'm glad you brought that up. There you go. There you go. All right, Peter, how can we find you online? Where are you? Yeah, so Twitter. I love Twitter. I'm on Twitter all the time. Uh, Peter Vug 23. And then they can check out uh, Game Changers Academy or GameChangersMovement.com to learn more about me. 
And then I have, a, I have a podcast as well, the Young Entrepreneur Lifestyle Podcast. They're very short, 10-minute episodes uh, where I just give tactical content, a lot of value, and, and it's very short, no BS. And then the entrepreneurbreakthrough.com, uh, they can get a free copy. The first, I think it's 2000, uh, get a free copy of the new book coming out. It doesn't come out for another, uh, I don't know when you're launching this, but I don't think it'll be out yet. So they're going to get a free copy before it comes out as well. And then LinkedIn, just my name, Peter Vug, Facebook, Peter Vug. And I'd be happy to connect. If you have any questions, let me know. Any, anything I can do to help your audience, because I know they're very dedicated, I am game for that. So that's the places. And I appreciate your time as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Thanks so much, Peter. Look, Peter, we always wrap up every interview on the Addicted to Success podcast with this question. And the question is, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Ooh, this is an interesting one. I think I would really get out that what really matters, most things that you're getting held up on or stressed out about don't matter. You have to define as an entrepreneur, as a human being, what's most important to you because when it's all said and done, you're not going to wish you had more transactions. You're going to wish you had more impact and better relationships. So I challenge you to make sure you figure out what your genius is, what you would be fascinated and engaged with the next 30 years and what you would love to do every single day. Find a way to do that and get paid and do it to the best of your ability. And if you can do that, and you can look in the mirror and be proud of who you are, and you can be excited about each day that you take on, I think you've won in the game of life. And don't be like 95% of people who never tell themselves now matters and they live in regret. So I challenge you to figure out who you are, figure out what you love to do, and go do it to the best of your ability.